Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Today is episode 602. We've got Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Let's read our passage. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains, so that I may make it known as I should. Act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. This is Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. Paul's writing this letter from prison in Rome to the church in Colossae, the Colossians. And he's dealing with some problems in the church, problems with uh, trying to follow Jewish laws, problems with a call for self-denial, and problems with seeking secret knowledge from angels. But he's wrapping it up now, dealing with just some final instructions. This is the last section where he's actually giving them instructions. After today, it'll just be his closing words. He says in verse 2, Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Then he continues in verse 3, at the same time, pray also for us. Now, and all of this is, is one big old sentence in the, the Greek. And actually, the devote yourselves to prayer is the direct statement. Now, we'll be careful sometimes we're trying to get into the original language just thinking that we can't understand things if we don't study Greek and Hebrew. Well, we can. I mean, it's all pretty straightforward. But there are some nuances that you you do sometimes get looking at the original languages. For instance, this section. Uh, devote yourselves to prayer. That's the direct statement. Then, staying alert with it, thanksgiving. The verb there is a participle. Similarly, in verse 3, where it says, at the same time, pray for us. That's also an actual participle saying, praying for us also. So, Devote yourselves to prayer is the direct statement, the stay alert, and the pray for us. Those are subordinate clauses giving examples of how to devote yourselves to prayer. So in all this uh, verses 2 through 4, the hard takeaway is devote yourselves to prayer. Everything else is modifying that. Examples of how to devote yourselves to prayer. Yes, he does talk about praying with thanksgiving, staying alert, and praying for us. And it's often, we often get caught up in the section of verses 3 and 4, which is important. But you can't ignore the first phrase here of verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. That is the hard message of this section. So what's that look like, devoting yourselves to prayer? Well, he gives some examples through the rest of verse 2 and 3 and 4. What's it look like to devote yourself to prayer? That needs to infuse prayer into all aspects of life. Prayer is not a time you set aside just to talk with God. Now, you do have to have some time you set aside to spend focused on prayer, but prayer should be something infused into your entire life because prayer is about your entire life. It's not just a time where you carve out to tell God what you think he ought to do. It's infusing prayer into all aspects of life is to infuse God 
into all aspects of life and to basically communicate with God for all areas of life. We often want to compartmentalize our life into I have my work life, my school life, my hobby life, my recreation life, my time alone life, uh, my family life, and, and then my God life. Now, as followers of Christ, we have to infuse Christ into all aspects of life. If you want to compartmentalize your life, that's fine, but God needs to be a big part of every one of those compartments. So devote yourselves to prayer. It's just a call to infuse prayer into every piece of your life. Let God be part of every aspect of life. And so part of what that looks like is stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Well, by alert, he's basically saying informed prayer. Be aware of what's going on. Be aware of what's going on in your life, what's be aware of what's going on all around you. Be aware of what's going on in other people's lives. Be aware of what God is doing and what God wants. So it's stay alert. It's just to, well, have informed prayer based on reality. So be alert in prayer as you devote yourselves to prayer. And with thanksgiving, it's just speaking of an attitude. You may not see, well, let me rephrase that, you definitely don't see everything God is doing. And if you don't see God doing anything, it doesn't mean he's not doing anything. And so sometimes we only want to have this degree of thankfulness when things are going our way. And it's a challenge to be thankful, even when things are not going well. Be thankful that you have the relationship with God. Be thankful that you're able to communicate with God. And so I have this attitude of thankfulness independent of the circumstances. Verse 3. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm in chains, so that I may make it known as I should. Now, remember, he's literally saying, devote yourselves to prayer, praying at the same time for us. So it's a subordinate clause to the devote yourself to prayer. So part of devoting yourself to prayer, pray for us. And the things to pray about for us are that God may open this door for us for the word. So that there may be open doors. Basically, he's saying pray for opportunities to share the gospel. He says to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm in chains reminding them he is in prison because of his faith, because he's been obedient to Christ. That's the whole reason he's in prison in Rome. And so that I may make it known as I should. So three things to pray about here. One is opportunities. And then when those opportunities come to speak the mystery, that is share the gospel. And the third, to actually make it known. It's one thing to share the gospel. It's another thing to make it known, make it understandable. So verses 2 through 4, devote yourselves to prayer. And then verses 5 and 6 is talking about how to conduct yourself in the world. Verse 5, act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. So who are outsiders? Well, outsiders would be non-believers, non-Christians. And so act wisely, it's praying for wisdom for them to follow wisdom. 
Now, back in chapter 1, verse 9, he said he was praying that they would have wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now he's telling them, okay, I'm praying that you'll have wisdom. Now, use that wisdom. Live out that wisdom. So, with wisdom, act toward outsiders, non-believers, making the most of the time. The, the construction here, some say this, making the most of the time is really kind of a, a parenthetical statement to the acting wisely, that wise acting means make the most of the time, because the time's limited. And he's speaking here of sharing the gospel. That's what he's saying, pray for us, that we'll have opportunities to share the gospel, and that we'll actually faithfully do it, and it'll make it known. Now, for you guys, be wise in how you're acting with outsiders. Make the most of your time, because the time is limited. God is going to wrap things up at some point here. We don't know when, but we're not given an infinite amount of time to share the gospel. So acting wisely towards outsiders, part of that is making the most of the time. So let the outsiders see Christ in you. Acting wisely means acting as witnesses for Christ. And the time is limited. Number six, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. Uses figurative language here, but it's pretty obvious what it means. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. Well, salt is used, it can be used as a preservative, but it can also be just used for seasoning to make things taste good. Allowing your speech to be seasoned with salt means be pleasant in how you speak to people. Gracious, that's just being kind and, and a representative of God with people. So basically, he's saying here, how you talk to people is important. Keep in mind you're a representative of God when you're talking to people and talk in such a way that people feel uplifted in how you talk. Be nice with people. And he adds this phrase so that you may know how you should answer each person. Now, this is all part of this acting wisely towards outsiders, making the most of the time. And that's more of a evangelistic flavor to it. And so I think this is still going along with that. So as you're speaking with people, be nice. And treat people as individuals so that you may know how you should answer each person. Because each person is different. And being gracious and salty is what depends on that individual person. What is gracious and pleasant to them. So treat people as individuals. Don't just treat people as, as numbers or objects, but treat them as an individual. That is, get to know them. Find out a little bit about them and treat them accordingly because you're doing this as a witness for Christ. Not that they're projects to work on, but they're people that God loves and people that need to hear the gospel. So Paul began this letter talking about prayer. He uh, talked about back in chapter 1 how he was praying for them. Chapter 1, start with verse 3. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. And then verse 9, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we haven't stopped praying for you. They talk about the things that they're praying about. Paul and Timothy, along with all the others there, are saying, we are praying for you. Now here he's saying, and you guys need to devote yourselves to prayer. And part of that is we want you to pray for us. And in particular, pray for us in how we're treating others and how we're proclaiming the gospel to those around us. Then he shifts to, and as you're proclaiming the gospel to people around you, do it with some wisdom. Do it with some grace. 
do it with kindness. Treat people as individuals as you're showing them who Christ is. Well, this is the end of Paul's actual instruction to the Colossians. Well, for the last next couple of times, we'll be looking at his, his final words and personal comments. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Colossians.